All right. So the mid card mechanics. Should I do like a, a radio announcer? <laughs> I haven't done it in a while, and I haven't stretched, so it might be terrible. Well, I think you're definitely going to have to put a soundtrack on this. Yeah. But let's avoid the Mark Marin thing, where it's like music plays in, and then and then every every time we're like, yeah, this is just how we do it. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> this is the intro. <laughs> we're, this is how the show's starting now. It's happening. The music's fading out in the background, so you know we're getting warmed up. It's really going. I'm not going to add any music because it's way funnier without it. And I'm lazy. Uh, yeah, we'll do a theme. I'll, make, I'll do like a two-second theme just so people hear, like, if they're listening to other podcasts yeah. and whatever they were listening to before, you know, well, listening to I, I really Serial hope, Part 5. I really hope they do listen to other podcasts. <laughs> Weird. Not just us. <laughs> that would be. It would be sad for them, and also <laughs> scary for me. <laughs> and it's my only app, and it's on the home screen. <laughs> and I save all the episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so what we're trying to say is, hi, Rana Joy. <laughs> Our one listener. And Dundalk Diane. Dundalk Diane. Uh, is that going to be her podcast name? I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sorry to drop kayfabe here, but um, is that how she'd, uh, she wants to be part of the show? No. <laughs> okay, fine. That's fair. Fair. Um, so, for those of you who don't know us, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Like, one day... Let's say best case scenario. One day we have a dozen listeners, and and <laughs> and one of them is like a friend of a friend, so they yeah. haven't actually met us. Okay, they're not going to go back and listen to episode one. Yeah, you're right. Who's gonna no? Like, be funny now. Who cares <laughs> about episode one when you're figuring it out? Oh, is it le- are the levels right? Oh, do we need intro music? <laughs> Should yeah. it fade out? No. <laughs> Yeah. Mark Maron. I'm with you, is what I'm saying. I'm not making fun of Mark Maron, but I'm also making fun <laughs> You're of You're also not not no. making fun yeah. of Mark Maron. Not not. I mean, I mean, yeah. That whole Obama interview, that was cool. <laughs> Do you think we could ever get a wrestler? <laughs> who um, would it be? I think Let's I, not, the question is not who do you what wrestler do you want to interview the most? Right, no. No. I'm thinking who would say yes? <laughs> like, if if we if we if I set up a, oh, I got to set up a Twitter account for this podcast just for this mission. Yes. So if we if we just at reply, uh, I, I was going to say Bo Dallas, but he's in the B team now. He's having a moment when this passes, and it yeah. will. Poor guy. Hope he doesn't go back to listen to episode one. Jesus. Already ruining it. Bo Dallas is just now off the table because of what I just said. Um, I don't know. Uh I feel like I need a picture of the roster so I can look at all the wrestlers that haven't been on TV in like six months. <laughs> no, I know what it'll, what it'll I do. I think that's that's our target. When NXT goes on tour yeah. and they do a house uh, show, show in, in Bel Air, <laughs> and they send the uh, up and comers, yeah, who uh, it's their first time out on the road, yeah, and they're definitely not on TV yet, yeah. Um, if we can figure out who they are, I bet. We could 
send them a tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That might be actually pretty cool. Someone who's just like new into the WWE and... Yeah, I just don't know what... Don't know not to tell us all the secrets. I don't even know what I would really ask a wrestler in an interview. It's just sort of be like, hey, like... You want to hang out? (laughs) So, uh... Like, you know... What? (laughs) What do you think of creative? Yeah. (laughs) You've been been with WWE for two months. Yeah. Everything is on the line for you. (laughs) What do you want to do? I want to go on some asshole's podcast and shoot my mouth off. Yeah. I guess I just... I don't really know... It's not that I wouldn't want to talk to a wrestler, obviously. I just... I would feel silly, like, trying to, like, act like I know what their job is about. Yeah. And then be like, hey, I'm going to ask you questions and expect that you engage me like I know everything it is that you're saying. Like, I feel like that's really insulting. (laughs) No, no, no. I've listened to a lot of podcasts. I know what your day is like. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, they get that. Why don't you just book better matches? They just get that at every appearance they go to. They don't need it from us. (laughs) Two guys holding them captive <laughs> in one guy's weird house. You want to go on the deck? No. Oh, well, you... Okay. You want a beer? No, we have a show tomorrow. Oh, well... You mind if I have one? Yeah, you're right. I don't know that what I would... I guess there's really, like... There's two goals that I would have with this podcast. And one is definitely talk to that dude and his mom (laughs) that sits front row. See that somebody needs to do a serial style documentary where you track (laughs) them down and just invade every (laughs) facet of their life and figure out what, and, and, and somehow get free tickets out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever tickets they get. (laughs) Yeah. Like we're going to need to get them. And if it's good publicity for WWE, I don't know. Well, now I'm fantasy booking myself in the front row next to that guy and his mom. <laughs> but to yeah, me, it's but... like once I talk to them, I'm done. Like, okay, that's what. what like, my only question question would be, what is your deal? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wouldn't how? be a long interview. <laughs> yeah, how do you guys? How do you afford it? Yeah, how do you afford it? And how do you get access to it? I have one question for them. Do you? like you're singing a pay-per-view you're like an hour four <laughs> do you ever just like this one wasn't worth it it wasn't worth the airfare and the hotel and the tickets and the merchandise and you know getting here and you know, i think that after uh the days before and after are just ruined because of travel i think that after like uh sitting nosebleeds at an episode of monday night raw here in Baltimore. (laughs) Like, I can't imagine spending, like, thousands of dollars. And also, what do they do with the chairs? Because I think it's, like, commemorative chairs that you get when you sit. Oh, my God. Do they have a mansion somewhere just filled with commemorative chairs? No, they definitely have a storage unit filled with commemorative (laughs) chairs. Yeah. And a catalog. Well, these are good questions. Maybe, maybe, maybe this would be the interview to end all interviews. Yeah, I have no questions for wrestlers other than, you want to hang out? But I have a thousand questions for these. Uh, yeah. But I think it is sweet. They do seem to be very close. If I mean, they can travel that much and neither one's been murdered yet. I don't, that's, 
I think that's that's really cool. Um, but yeah, how do they do it? Why do they do it? And well, it's obvious why they do it. Do they really love it that much <laughs> all of the time? <laughs> like I like it. I like it a lot. Well, I would love to have their seats. I would love to be ringside once. I think. I I get it. <clears throat> I just don't get why wrestling is what does it for them. Because if I could, mm. if I could travel everywhere and see Pearl Jam nonstop, <laughs> I would. <laughs> I would tour with them if I could. Yeah. And um, you know, and not everyone gets that. Obviously, I don't think anyone outside of like the members of the Ten Club get that. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Okay, I get it, but. Um, uh, I used to be a member of the Ten Club. Well, I am a member of the Ten Club. <laughs> You're like an Eagle Scout in no. in uh, in uh, Pearl Jam. No, I'm I'm not even close to being no. like no. Like it's crazy. Like Dundalk Diane and I just went to Seattle, to which see is them. definitely now her <laughs> gimmick on this podcast. And so that's like I don't know what close to three thousand miles probably, and that's the furthest I've ever traveled for a concert. Definitely. And that was the 11th and 12th time I've seen them. And nice. it just pales in comparison to other people. And our one of our Uber drivers was telling us how he picked up these three guys that flew in from Australia for it. And wow. it's just like, that. that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would love to be able to do that, but I just, I just can't. And I, don't, I guess I really wouldn't either. But I understand that passion. And that is mm-hmm. what that dude and his mom have. I have a feeling like he has the passion more than his mom does, but his mom's just happy to probably hang out with him. We don't know until we get a chance to interview them. <laughs> and I want to be able to see all of his signs better. Because yeah. he's the guy who, he, like, he has signs, but he always picks the worst moments. I haven't seen him do the sign thing in a while, but yeah. he used to have these signs and he would be, all you would see is that he'd, he'd be pulling them down just as the camera would cut to him. So yeah. I don't, he was a he is a crazy Dolph Ziggler fan. I have seen That's what like you were saying a Dolph Ziggler sign. How do you know that? Because I've seen like his his Dolph like I think he had won a couple pay per views ago that was like if Dolph doesn't win we riot. It might have been that that old trope or <laughs> actually I think it was something much more like specific <laughs> and maybe even like slightly more descriptive. So that's how he fills his time in between live yeah. events is making signs. Well, I, I've read on Reddit. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> if anyone's going to figure it out. <laughs> this guy like carries like a a, a, a briefcase with him for I've his seen, signs. Yeah. Oh, my God. I saw a picture. I think someone took a photograph. This is how these are our people. I'd like to say this. <laughs> Everybody in this story is our people. Wrestling fans. <laughs> Someone took a picture of the guy and his mom standing on a, like a street corner waiting to cross. Um, like As from, one does. From a car. When you watch wrestling With a window week. just like <laughs> cracked down just enough that you can you could see that they were taking the picture through the crack of the window. <laughs> with the guy just going like, what are you doing? <laughs> Look on his face. <laughs> and he's holding the briefcase. And that's like the point. See, he's got the signs with him. Like. Look up at how mad he is at you. That like that sums up how famous that guy is. Yes. Like famous enough that random people will just slightly roll down their window to take a picture, 
but not famous enough that they would stop the car and try to talk to him. Yeah, exactly. And I think that bodes well for our podcast because we want to talk to him. Yes. I really do have a lot of questions. I would love to know their story. Yeah, definitely have more than four questions. Yeah, Yeah. But probably not more than an hour. No. And it might get a little weird. I mean, they do... <laughs> travel everywhere to watch wrestling. <laughs> well, I, I mean, wow! I, I think I would just love to hear where. Um, like, how long we've been doing it? I don't know. Well, I guess we could go back to the WWE Network and figure yeah. out. We <laughs> <laughs> <You> sure could. <laughs> if only I had that kind of uh, motivation to do anything. <laughs> This goes back to like, yeah, I could, we could do it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That is a goal we could achieve. (laughs) I just, I just studied hard enough. Just more wasted potential. Could Mm. definitely be the world's greatest applied economist. (laughs) (laughs) If I just, no, (laughs) wrote. I mean, every day. I mean, if it was my job. I'd be the best at it. Yeah, exactly. Like, if that's all I did. If but... I was dedicated to if I the passion of a, a career <laughs> that you uh, embody fully as a human being and as you move through life and, uh, you know, uh, inspire others to go after their passion. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's, <laughs> you can do it then. I'm not even the best at my current job. <laughs> no, all right. No, there, were, there are jobs I would be the best at. I just, who has the kind of time? Yeah, I mean, really. Because then people are going to ask you for help, and then you got (laughs) to help teach others. And then it gets, and then it's just more, it sounds to me like just more and more work. Sure, you like theoretically would love it. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to do that? Great. Then you surround yourself with people who are also passionate about the same things, and then you collaborate, and then change the world together. But then you wouldn't be able to watch Black Mirror at one in the morning on a Saturday. <laughs> right. You wouldn't be able to. Like, I wonder. It's only 12.40. It's a quarter to 1 a.m. I wonder if Royal Farms, if their chicken tenders are freshly made now. Or if I go in, I have to wait. Oh, the chicken box. Oh. God, one time we used to live like two blocks from the Royal Farms in Fells Point. And oh. one time I went That's in there, Cat went to bed. I'm Dundalk Diane went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I went in there and I got like a two piece chicken box and I walked out smiling ear to ear. <laughs> like, there were these, these two people walked in as I was leaving and they saw how happy I was. <laughs> And they just started smiling. And I was like, what an amazing thing. <laughs> Royal Farms fried chicken bringing people together over how delicious it is. <laughs> I know that smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, oh my God. I, I like, I rarely eat it because it's just, it's too good. Yeah. And it's also just so bad for you. Yeah, it's... <laughs> like it's, there's so much sodium in it. Uh-huh. Like, you just wake oh. up the next morning, you're just like, oh, I had World Farms last night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, oh my god, it's so good. It's yeah. Just, it's, it's fucking amazing. God, now I want some Royal Farms. <laughs> Sophia, uh, yeah, she's having uh, dinner with co-workers. I'm like, oh, I'm 
on my own for dinner. Tonight might be a chicken box. <laughs> nice. Hey, Mark. Yes. Um, we uh, do a wrestling podcast. <laughs> is that what this is? I mean, that's for, what we're, we're, for, that's for what we're scamming <laughs> Rana Joy into thinking. Yeah. You just had to sit through all of that. I just um, hope we uh, we also get sponsored by Rec- Wrestling Inc. one day. Oh, reaching for this, reaching for that brass ring or whatever. Wrestling Observer, Wrestler Observer, Wrestling Observer, so we don't have to pay for the subscription for Dave Meltzer's yeah. inside knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> now, Quote Dave Meltzer, Dave Meltzer, Wrestling Observer subscription required. Oh, <laughs> like <dang>. enough, yeah, <laughs> enough, enough. <laughs> but. How are you going to get the wrestling secrets unless you pay? Oh, because someone will copy and paste it under. <laughs> I've never missed out on a Dave Meltzer scoop ever once because I occasionally visit Reddit. And there I are- feel like people just credit him just as a joke now. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. going to make a long drawn out analogy it was going to be really awful. Well, that's an interesting phenomenon. The um, like we were talking earlier about sports journalists being like oh, the, worst. the worst. I mean, if you're looking at the tier of, of journalism, yeah, as a like you have your Walter Cronkites, you have your well, fake uh, news, <laughs> right? Yeah, you have your main lies stream media. I don't remember what's it well, called. Well, we're just avoiding that that the. Political aspect. Oh yeah. What, what I'm trying. Well, we to certainly say have. Is, we have. This is totally. <laughs> we have like classically revered separate. journalists. Yeah. And then we have like their um, like the level directly below them, which are like closely affiliated with them, but not at their in their seat yet. Mm-hmm. And then we have like local, and then that same hierarchy applies like as the markets dwindle down, smaller and smaller. And then below that <laughs> smallest level, small level Walter Cronkite is the best sports journalist. <laughs> They're just the worst. You write about. Yes. <laughs> it's funny because we're doing a wrestling podcast, which is not even this. <laughs> well, that's because, because underneath the sports podcast. It's an orchestrated, or predetermined podcast. sport. But where does podcasting fall into all of this? <laughs> Like, so you have sports journalists, and then at the very bottom, now we're down, like, in, like, the silt. You have Dave Meltzer. You have Dave Meltzer. You have wrestling dirt journalists. Sheet. No, not dirt, dirt sheet. sheet. Dirt sheet commentators. Oh, yeah. We're now really getting, yeah, the people in the comment section. Oh, God. Yeah. And that's... And then, and then the people that read them, <laughs> that's me. And then they start podcasts. <laughs> so we are at the very bottom. We're making fun of all of these people, and then we're lining up directly behind them. But if we try, we can be the best Dave Meltzer. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Nobody can be Dave Meltzer. I think, though, just by recognizing our own humility, we've just bumped up a few pegs. I hope so. See? Look at us. Already, <laughs> episode one, and it's been... I, you know what? I'm going to check in with you, Mark. How do you think it's going so far? I This is exactly what I wanted to happen. Right. I was saying perfect. Just nothing but pure nonsense. My notes here say, so far, it has been perfect. <laughs> 
Uh, I just knew it ahead of time. <laughs> Have we even gotten to the first talking point? No. Uh, there was a lot to get through. Which and side? it's fine if... Um, oh, this side. Yeah. We'll cut that out. <laughs> Mark. No. Mark just free base. <laughs> well, it is Baltimore. Well, I mean, it's a lo- it's shop local. It's Hamden. It's ha- well, Hamden. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just lucky I didn't yeah. get mugged. <laughs> Sorry. It could be arranged. Those victims out there that were recently mugged. <laughs> yeah, two of them on my block. Great. <laughs> Super great. So glad I bought a house here. Oh, man. The now city, everyone knows where I live. The city is so cool. So cool. <laughs> well, they wouldn't be able to narrow down the block based on the muggings. Yeah. It would be too exhausting. <laughs> Let's find the block in Hamden yeah. where two muggings happened. Oh, all of Hamden. <laughs> I'm, I'm confident no one would figure that out. Although Ron Joy already knows where I live, so yeah, well, who cares? That's true. Our right. only listener. And we've probably lost him at this point. Oh, for sure. Okay, here's how we know. Uh, Ron Joy, if you're still listening at this point, the uh, what's the what's the the password he needs to report back to us the next time we he sees us throwing potatoes throwing potatoes <laughs> next time uh we all get together if you don't say throwing potatoes you know we know that you were lying about getting this far in the podcast although i'm probably not going to listen no, to i can't it. be really mad about that i'm definitely going to forget that like just think like well, why is that something to be angry about yeah Fair enough. Um, so we just saw SummerSlam. Hey, yeah. <laughs> we've started the podcast. Uh, SummerSlam. I don't. I uh, like that sucks. Like I'm trying to remember. I didn't even look up what happened. Hey, was to um, refresh my memory. The Rusev entered. What what do they call it now? When the Rusev and no the. Enter, do they still call it an intergender match? Oh, yeah. Mix, mixed, mixed tag team. Mixed tag. Jesus. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Whoa, Attitude Era. <laughs> <laughs> was, that was supposed to be a SummerSlam match? The mixed the mix gender, the mixed tag team match with Lana and Rusev against... Was it? The guy from NXT that I, whose oh, name I don't know. Uh, Which, were, they, were they talking about that? and like We were. But oh, then, we like, were. I just... That's so sad. If it was, it's so sad that it got cut from SummerSlam to be put on the middle of SmackDown. And that's what they do. Excuse that's me. why that... Uh, I was wondering about that. And that's what they did with Rusev's momentum. Oh. Like, that. that's why we're doing this podcast. Because, like, that's a waste. That's, that's a waste of just the moment. Because I knew they were building that up. They had promos cut for it. Yeah. And it's like, nobody wanted to see that. They would rather probably see Rusev and AJ Styles have another match. Yeah, why not? Or have like Rusev and Samoa Joe and AJ Styles have a triple threat. Or like, just have Rusev in the title picture instead of a match that literally can be cut from SummerSlam and put in the middle of SmackDown. Like, that is an insult. So, to the fans. <laughs> wasn't that something that they were saying about Summer... They were talking about SummerSlam during that match. Oh, I didn't watch it. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Like, I, was, I was so pissed off, and I was just like, I'm totally not invested into this. No. 
That's a fast forward. That's well, like that's my note. I have two notes about that match. Okay. The first was <laughs> the first one says I don't remember their SummerSlam match, <laughs> and then the second note says I don't remember how this match ended either. <laughs> I don't either. I mean, I, I they all I showed assume. up. They sounded great. Lana did the Rusev thing just way more oh. awkwardly than Rusev does it. Aiden English came in and interfered for Rusev. And Rusev put the accolade on him, whatever his move is. Oh. And he tapped out immediately. I was probably doing something else. <laughs> Which sucks, because I like Rusev. Yeah, I do too. He's This uh, one's probably my fault. Maybe I'm not trying hard enough. <laughs> Maybe it's just like the wrestling, the wrestling storytelling. The booking is at a level just so far beyond me <laughs> that I just don't get it. It's probably my fault. I feel like that one's my fault. Yeah, it is definitely the uh, Blood Meridian of booking. <laughs> you really need I to read it. I started that book <laughs> a is, good four or five times. It, it, it's like revered as the one of the best novels ever written, and I've read it twice, and it's, it's personally my least favorite Cormac McCarthy book. <sighs> What's your favorite? <sighs> I mean, I don't care how this makes me sound. The Road. Well, I only like it with Oprah's sticker on it. <laughs> no, I really liked uh, No Country for Old Men. I did too. I thought that book was amazing. It was just now maybe it helped that I saw the movie first, and I really thought the movie did a, an amazing job of visually portraying that book. But the book was just sugar was pure evil, and yeah. just like. The mystery that surrounded him and the darkness that followed him in the book and the words that uh, he used to portray that, it was amazing. It was awesome. There's a scene, I guess, was it uh, Woody Harrelson play the character in the movie? He was one of them, yeah. Yeah, but uh, the way that guy gets shot in the book, yeah, the way that Cormac McCarthy writes it, I mean, it's, it's gory, but it's also just devastating because instead of just writing about brains getting blown on a wall he's he's each little bit of brain matter is a memory like his first kiss Mm -hmm. your first like these childhood memories every like becoming uh you see these weird glimpses into this character's coming of age as they're you know falling to the ground dead yeah it's It's like well now i'm just gutted and then i saw that and i read the book first and then saw the movie and saw that and it was just like it it because i knew how what an impact the that scene in the book had mm-hmm. it was um you know i was just like one of those snobs going <sighs> <laughs> but uh, they're both amazing that book is is really good the road's awesome too the road's great so yeah the booking definitely is like the blood meridian of <laughs> and i'll i'll do it i will i will get it one day it's on my, it's been, it's on my kindle <laughs> I'm going to do it. Blood Meridian this time. And then I get distracted. Well, maybe creatives should just probably like tone it down a little bit and simplify it (laughs) because people aren't going to go back and watch that mix match challenge. Oh, I thought you were calling Cormac McCarthy uh, creative. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they should uh, read more Cormac McCarthy. No, uh, I have some questions for him. Like what happened in your life? (laughs) (laughs) Like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh jesus yeah um maybe yeah maybe that's what uh wwe needs to do is um get i don't know 
devastating storylines? I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe this is terrible advice. Uh, so SummerSlam. Uh, Ronda Rousey was, I think, the best part. Let's see. Uh, she was certainly great. Um, Becky Lynch turned heel. Ugh. I don't. I was fired up about that after some or but, slam, but, but you know so it, sure it shouldn't be a heel turn. Her attack on Charlotte was justified, remaining a face. Yeah, and really, it should be a heel turn for Charlotte to like come back from. Yeah, to hit my precious Becky Lynch is the ultimate <laughs> heel turn. And I didn't know she was a Pearl Jam fan. Oh my god! Now she's definitely. <laughs> She's just, she, I think she's just she's the coolest of the entire women's lineup, I think. Becky Lynch. Yeah. But I would never in a million years believe that she could actually beat Ronda Rousey. No, I don't think that's I think <clears throat> the problem because seeing Ronda Rousey in the ring, it's it she's she's completely different than any other woman in the locker room. Yeah. And she has kind of the problem that Brock Lesnar has. Where, oh, he's unbeatable. But I'm okay with her being unbeatable. Cause she's I am too. Awesome. I think... She's made that transition to wrestling so well. Her match with Nia Jax was awesome. Yeah. And I think someone like Nia Jax would be believable because she has... She clearly has the size over Ronda that Ronda doesn't. And so, like, the way that they did that match was was great, I thought. And the ending was cool, too, because it's like, all right, well, this is our second match, so you can't give her the belt. I get that. But um, it's amazing how much of a natural she is. Yeah. I think they're clearly heading towards a match between Ronda Rousey and Charlotte. And that, I think, would be cool. That could be, like, WrestleMania main event level. Yeah. Because, I mean... They they better not waste that on, like, a... John Cena, Roman Reigns. <laughs> is John Cena going to tie Ric Flair? Oh, or is Roman Reigns going to be the big dog for five times in a row? Or is Triple H going to beat The Undertaker in Australia in October? <laughs> it's the end of an era again. It's the end of an era again. The era strikes back. Uh, <laughs> like, what is the Undertaker, point? Uh, what is the point of that? Like, do are eighty thousand Australians not going to come out for that <laughs> unless they have Triple H and the Undertaker? <laughs> I've seen Australian wrestling fans at WrestleMania before. They'll they'll show up for way less. <laughs> I don't mean to insult Australians, but like but we I all think would people... show up for way less. <laughs> yeah, when they come to Baltimore, we'd... oh, thanks for stopping by, guys. <laughs> like, there's just there's a couple things that I don't really need to see anymore. And one is The Undertaker. I'm so- I feel so bad every time he wrestles. I, I feel do like too. it's my fault for, like, he's coming back for me. And it's just like, his the nostalgia has worn off. And that's one. And two is like, I do not need to see Jeff Hardy doing swanton dives <sighs> off of the yeah. um, stands in the arena when there's nothing to break his fall except Randy Orton... <laughs> I saw that too. His, his dick hand and a table. <laughs> Do you have to explain dick hand? No, it's self-explanatory. Yeah, it's <laughs> dick hand. Everyone, just Google Google uh, Randy Orton dick and handshake, and you'll be up to speed. Everyone, Ronald Joy was there. He knows. Yeah, 
Well, everyone knows. Everyone knows. Ron's always circulated that story. That's true. Yeah. Reading the dirt sheets. <laughs> like the rest of us. Yeah, but when uh, Jeff Hardy... I, like, why? From the, even before that in the match, I was thinking, you don't have to hurt yourself for my entertainment. You've done it enough in the yeah, past. Yeah, like, just stop. And also, like, why are they... It was cool. It was cool when they came out at WrestleMania. Was that last year? Or the uh, year yeah. Before? Oh, yeah. I, or, yeah. When I like stood up and punched the ceiling in your <laughs> basement, marking out. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Now we're a year later. Is mm-hmm. it still that cool, or is it just kind of sad, like how <laughs> broken down those guys are? And he like, did uh, whisper in the wind, and it looks awesome still. Like when, when he gets up on the turnbuckle and does the twisty thing yeah but shit i was, I was so worried it ruined enjoying right it. i think that's why the, the crowd didn't pop when he um did that spot with randy and when and randy, i think it was because they were scared that he was going to kill himself and when randy orton put his finger in oh. jeff hardy's piercing yeah it's so gross and then all they did was cut to people in the audience yeah. just going, yeah <laughs> You motherfuckers. That's cheap. That is cheap. <laughs> Don't. Oh. That was, yeah. And then Hardy got DQ'd after the ear fingering. <laughs> that was weird. That's the first time that's, that's right, ever been he... said in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, mean... <laughs> I don't know. Jeff Hardy, did, he was in he had... <laughs> Some pretty low points there for a while, um, but that's right because he he jumped off of those cases, uh, did the swanton onto Randy Orton after the match was over. Yeah, it's like you don't. This is just a regular uh, SmackDown. You right, don't have to. It's fine. I know so, they're still in Brooklyn, but oh my god, that like touches on another thing that i've been thinking about with like raw and smackdown and just like kind of really how formulaic the matches are and how many times there's a false finish or just some big finish that like really just doesn't need to be there every week because it waters down every single other match yeah when you try to like just have like crazy stuff or like these like quick finishes with like a long sequence of like back and forth and back and forth and false finish and false finish. It's just like, no, just don't do it <laughs> like that. Like if you, do you go back and watch any of the ECW stuff? No. So I do sometimes. Not, oh, not in a while. This is another reason why I'm not an applied economist. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> it would not afford me the opportunity to watch one night stand 2005 yeah, this is another... <laughs> On, like, a Wednesday. Another reason I haven't <laughs> followed my dreams. <laughs> but, like, even on their... <laughs> it's, like, three in the morning. Maybe now's a good time to get into New Japan. <laughs> yeah, I really need... Like, I need to figure out what's going on with Kenny Omega. Yeah. Now is definitely Jericho's out there. I gotta find a way to watch that match. Yeah, definitely. It's, like, in January. I'm like, I gotta watch that. I hear they show color. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and uh, and uh, Jericho said, fuck. I mean... Uh, during the match? Oh, in the promos! What? It's like out in the parking lot. Man. It was great. Jericho swearing? Like, I just... it. I, I can't go back. Hmm. Greatest country in the world, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> so, like, if you go back, though, to watch the old ECW stuff, even on their pay-per-views, they had, like, boom, one finisher, one, two, three, clean finish yeah. on one finisher. And it didn't matter, like... It didn't matter that one finisher looked cooler than the other one. It was a dude's finisher, so it gave it the effect that the move was intended to have. Because that's the whole point of this. They're selling something. Yeah. And it, I don't... I could easily slip into, uh, well, in the Attitude Era guy. <laughs> but uh, in the Attitude Era, that they would do the same thing. That's why the people's elbow had such... Uh, you know, people... He took off his elbow pad showed his elbow and everyone was on their feet i know or like even a stunner yeah like just it's a it's like the sloppy rko <laughs> and you just like you, that kick to the gut you knew stunner it was over the everyone was on their feet because yeah. that was it you they only broke that out if it was going to end you wouldn't have a dude kick out of that two times well not until later <laughs> maybe when like they started making that slide what if we did two stunners in one match? <laughs> well, people seem to like that. How about four stunners? Well, people didn't, didn't like those last two so much, but they're buying t-shirts. They're like, like hotcakes. Well, I guess. I don't know. What do you think? Six stunners? Let's see how that goes. Yeah, five of them don't work. Well... You know, Steve Austin's getting up there in the air, so maybe it just takes stick 17 stunners. And, you know, the rock. Well, a rock bottom cancels out a stunner. Everybody knows that. You gotta you gotta kick that into account. I'll tell you, these t-shirt sales. I don't know who that is backstage, but it's my, my collective idea of who's running the WWE sometimes. It's, um, it's actually Vince. <laughs> Pretending to be somebody else because everyone else <laughs> is too afraid to talk to him. Oh, it's the voice inside Viz's head. Just real this calm. This is just one of them. Yeah! <laughs> That's why he's yelling all the time. He's yelling over that voice. Damn it, shut up. I got Damn this. Damn it, I got this. Well, I don't know. Listen, uh, have you thought about maybe... All right, little JR, shut up. <laughs> oh, little JR. <laughs> oh, Miss JR. JR would definitely be... He's doing New Japan, isn't he? Or Ring he of calls Honor, it, I guess. I don't know. Calls. He just know. does whatever the fuck he wants. His sweet, sweet voice on some wrestling. I'll watch. Oh that. my god! When I mean, the the one off when he comes back, it's just like whew. just night and day. I was like, oh, oh, it's like putting on glasses after a lifetime of not knowing you needed them. <laughs> listening to Michael Cole, and then Jr. shows. I can see. Oh, there's such detail. Oh, there's such finesse to the world. It's it's artistry is all around me. And then it's like, when that's over, someone says, great. Well, now you can never see again. And then taking the glasses away from yeah. you. And now you know how good it can be. But all you hear is, spare! 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 Oh, I can't believe it! And then... And, and you're drinking Mountain Dew. And you don't even know why. How did this get into my hand? <laughs> I'm so weak when you're not around, JR. It's because he sold it to you. When he's there, you're just drinking barbecue sauce. Straight out of the bottle. <laughs> JR's barbecue sauce. <laughs> oh man, when um this <laughs> So when I think we can get JR on the podcast. <laughs> oh my god. He I would love that. When Sonny He's our competition, he has a podcast, <laughs> you know. When Sonny was in the midst of yet another downward spiral recently. Oh no. She I think announced some porn deal with maybe Pornhub or something. 
and JR was like tweeting at her, like, don't listen to what everyone else says, you know, do whatever makes you happy. And she's like, thanks, JR. And he's like, put some hot sauce on it. (laughs) 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 Selling his hot sauce. Always selling. Just always selling. Well, I was getting a lot of retweets there. I better. uh... Could you imagine Paul Heyman and JR? Calling stuff? Did they call stuff back in the day? Because there was like years I that where I didn't watch so. wrestling. I don't mean either. There's like the the early two thousands are kind of a, a dark. I like there's that's a gap. The scene, the rise of Cena. I kind of missed that, which is I guess that's fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> I missed. Uh, We've uh, seen the I've seen the tail end of it, and it's really I fucking evolution, boring. Not the women's pay per view, but the stable of Triple H and uh, Ric Flair and Batista. What wasn't that them? What were they called? It wasn't Evolution, was it? Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, they were called Evolution, but yeah. Um, so it's really cool that they're naming the women's paper <laughs> sausage party. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, and then they tried to do like a. Right when I, right after I started watching again, is when they did like a, this quick reunion, but not without Ric Flair. So it was Randy Orton, Triple H, oh, yeah, and Batista. Batista. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that like whole thing. Whew. And then and then Batista came back, and fans were not happy. No, I because because I, Daniel Bryan it pushed Daniel Bryan out of the main event scene. Right. Yeah. Like they did it in such a dumb way that Batista's yeah. great. I would love to see him, but the way that they did it was, in a way, it was like when Roman Reigns <laughs> showed up at Royal Rumble, <laughs> except that Batista said, I can't ever get out of this hole. I'm going to go become an actor, and then left. <laughs> but Roman Reigns is stuck with this for uh, probably another decade? Yeah. Ugh. I know. He, he's no, not gonna, we're no act- stuck with it. No acting. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel bad for him, too, because he can't. Oh, I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> I mean, sure. I mean, I think he makes a lot of money doing what he does. Yeah, who needs an acting career? <laughs> I'm not saying he's a terrible actor, but he is a terrible actor. Oh, okay, that's a good point. Well, <laughs> he might be. It, Mark. He might be a good actor, but he definitely sucks at giving promos. Speaking of Roman Reigns <laughs> and shitty promos, all right. Uh, Universal Champion. I fast forwarded through his. Pro- uh, hold on, I just hit stop by mistake. Um. Yes, yeah, so we've done an hour, and we've, we've 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 talked about some wrestling. Does that include the nonsense before we started talking about wrestling? Yeah, with the add all of that in, it and it ends up being two hours. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> we've recorded a little over two hours and two minutes. What time is it? It is 8.14. Oh, my God. Holy <laughs> shit. I feel like we're just getting into it. We haven't even talked about Raw. Oh, my God. I got to go soon. All right. Well, you know what? <laughs> you know what I'll do is I'll... Uh, this whole hour-long episode's going up. All right. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Yeah, we'll pick up I think iTunes doesn't, iTunes doesn't even like start registering you until you've had like three episodes. So oh, really? This is fine. These are the burner episodes. Yeah. Thanks for uh, coming back and listening, Triple H, from the future, <laughs> when clearly we've just done so well. This phenomenon, like these guys, they put out two hours every week, and every word is 
fascinating. <laughs> and they talk about nothing. <laughs> but it's just, you know, it's like life, man. We're the Seinfeld of <laughs> wrestling, <laughs> wrestling podcasts. <laughs> Midgard Mechanics, the Seinfeld of wrestling podcasts. Oh, we're going to have tens of listeners. It's going to be great. On a good day. All right. Well, uh, yeah. So that that's what happened in wrestling this week. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Something happened. It was underwhelming, and that's the point of this podcast. But we're going look, to we're going to try to talk about ways to hopefully they could improve it. <laughs> what what I think we'll just do is every episode from now on, right at the top, like, well, is it the big dog's yard? <laughs> yeah. All right. And then just two hours of where wherever it goes. <laughs> Uh, perfect. I think that this was the perfect first episode. I think so, too. And you know, um, that's pretty exciting for you, Rana Joy, because, <laughs> as you know, like the pilot episode of your favorite series, yeah. you go back and watch it like, oh, wow, they were still just figuring stuff out. Just like, man, you're going to look back on this. But what's crazy after is... After 10 years of episodes. We, <laughs> what's crazy is we have it figured out. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, if it's this good now... Oh, just wait. <laughs> and if you're listening from the future and you're binging from this episode forward, wow, what a journey you have. From the future. Yeah, how are, how are things there? Better, I hope. No. Nope. Right. <laughs> all right, and this is our sign. How do we do the sign off? Do we do like, oh, yeah, um, what, how's what Mark? are all the douchey things that people say? How's Mark Don't Marin forget doing? to uh, rate review and subscribe no that's the thing is it i don't know i don't listen to a podcast don't do yeah just all i'm saying is <clears throat> i don't care you don't have to do anything for us the uh done enough by listening throwing potatoes throwing potatoes if you come up to us in the street and you say throwing potatoes yeah we'll give you one million dollars no we won't Cash. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, All right, we probably you need, won't do that. If you need an attorney, though, I know who not to hire. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny joke. Yeah, 